Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome into another episode of Five Out. When you say Five Out, what do you mean by that? We're talking about Kyrie and apparently... The Brooklyn Nets have already soured on him just a little bit, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Jackie Mack reported on it from ESPN. The Warriors are in a lot more trouble than we expect them to be. We'll obviously touch on the Celtics as well. James Harden eh, that hasn't had necessarily the ideal start with the Rockets. Got a few other things, too, to get into. Make sure, if you haven't already, leave a rating and review on iTunes and when you, or uh, Stitcher or Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen to us. And you can send us a screenshot of the rating and review to at 5 Pod on either Twitter or Instagram to, re- uh, to redeem your free t-shirt. We have larges and XLs, a limited number left. And let's get it going. Look, I'm just trying to be all right with it, yeah. I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just want to be alright with it. Yeah. If you had asked me what the over-under was on Kyrie starting to become like somewhat of a problem for the Nets in terms of his emotional behavior or whatever, I would not have said in the first week we would hear anything about the Nets having any level of concern. Then Tuesday morning, Jackie Mack has a report, and apparently Nets officials are worried about it a little bit. There's a, there's a lot more to it, and we'll get into that in a second, but I'm a, I'm surprised. I, I honestly am. I mean, he's not handled, I don't think he handled himself well on opening night as much as Nets fans love that he he's like, oh, you know, I want to be here and all this stuff, whatever, and he said it on media day that he wants to retire here, all that crap. It's just, you, you've been here for five minutes, and you're already saying that you want to stay here, retire here, and whatever. You have no idea how you're going to get along with Kenny Atkinson and half of these other guys as much as you've been friends with them elsewhere. And I can't believe it took it's already we're in we're in week two now of the 2019-20 season. And now we're getting we're hearing reports that Nets officials are concerned about his mood swings. One word fraud. (laughs) That's what he is. He's a fraud. I mean, I think there's something wrong with him. Entire, entire. I mean, you guys can take that take. I just, I personally think he is just a classic douchebag. That's what he is. <laughs> and he, honestly, that's the prevailing opinion. I, I mean, I don't know how else to say because it it's not like he's. I don't know. I mean, in Cleveland, did he really have this problem, or was just they just hit it under the table? Uh, well, in Jackie's report, Cleveland, uh, his ex-teammates have confirmed it in Cleveland. And in I know Cleveland. on the jump, Ty and I were listening to some sound from uh, Rachel Nichols and Ramona Shelbourne, and some of them have said how that was uh, – Cleveland said there was, like, an issue there, too. Some people from yeah. Cleveland. Yeah. So, it's so not... what, what do you think his problem is, like, if you were really putting well, it in you medical know terms? S- speaking of the jump – Let's. I mean, I did not expect to jump to this one early, but we actually had uh, they had Chene Ogumake. I got that right. Plays for the Sparks. She played for the Sparks and uh, has been broadcasting for a little while now. She actually 
played with Kyrie or was at the uh, was at McDonald's All American at the back same time school, as yeah. Kyrie. So she talked about what he was like back then, and I think this gives pretty good insight. So, so I met Kyrie for the first time in the McDonald's All American game. Ooh. I'm going into my senior year, and we spent a week together in Columbus, Ohio. Ooh. And so, yeah, see, bus in the house. So it, it was it was a, just a bonding experience with a whole bunch of young high school people. And Kyrie has always been an enigma. You know, he sort of just danced to the beat of his own drum. And when I heard KD say these mm-hmm. things, I wasn't surprised because KD has always been the type of guy to let people live. He let Russ live in OKC. Ooh, when he joined point. the Warriors, he let yep. Steph and Clay live. And now he, he sort of operates his best game when he does have another superstar that he understands and builds a friendship yep. with. Um, so for Kyrie, everyone that knows Kyrie since he was 15, 16, knows he's just a little bit different. But that's how artists are, and that's how savants are, honestly. And he's a savant with the ball. Yeah, I mean, he's a different... Oh, he's, he's amazing with the ball. That, I mean, he's a savant with the ball. I mean, I, after watching the first couple games, like, it's not close... Well, I guess that's too harsh. It's it's shown that Kyrie is a better player than Kemba. Mm-hmm. But after watching some of the stuff he's already done, I'll take Kemba any day. Give me him any day. Because Kemba is just one of those teammates that is just a great guy. Like, I've listened to audio, like, in-game or what he said in the press conference afterwards. Like, he's just a way better guy to have around the locker room. I mean, obviously, Kemba's a good player. He's not as good as Kyrie. No. But Kyrie's a total douchebag, and I just don't I don't want to be— I wouldn't, as a fan, as a even if I was a player, I wouldn't want to be around that. I think the the one of the bigger differences between the two is that Kemba does not look at himself and say, yeah, I'm better than— like Kyrie does definitely. Oh, absolutely. And that's yeah. and that's and I think the best example of that too is you look at the defense and what the Nets are going through right now. They've played the Timberwolves, who've looked better, fine, mm-hmm. but they struggled against the Knicks. And then who was the other team that they played and they lost to? Memphis. In overtime? Memphis. You lose to Memphis. And in John overtime. Morant was killing. He looked outstanding. But still, you shouldn't. I mean, Ty, that's your worst team in the NBA. The Nets should not I be losing to them. There. Yes, and they shouldn't be losing to them, no, right? No, they shouldn't. No. Exactly. The defense is the problem there. They're all saying it. it was a, Karis LeVert said it. Harris said it. Uh, Atkinson said it. That, that's their problem, not their offense. Because Kyrie don't play D. And then they're playing a ton of ISO ball now, too. Where oh, I, really? And I like I like Kyrie and ISO. I don't normally enjoy it, but I enjoy it with him because of his handles. But it's a problem. I mean, that's their But off- it's not good basketball. It's not good basketball. Is he a smaller version of James Harden? Uh, yes. Ooh, that's a good take. Not even a question. I think so. He's. I mean, I think personally, he's way more talented than James Harden. Oh, I think so. I too. think so. skill wise. But James Harden is one of the best at getting to the free throw line too. Well, of course, because it's the NBA. Yeah, but well, I mean, but not everybody does it quite like he does. I mean, he got there. Well, he's, a, he's, he's, a, he's a big body. Yeah, yeah, he's a big body. He's a superstar. Obviously, Kyrie's big. Kyrie's knock when it comes to that. He always does a good job of avoiding contact. Yeah, and he just he finishes well with both hands. Where James Harden, I made maybe I've seen him make one right handed layup. And it's just factual that James Harden is a better scorer than Michael Jordan. Oh, the over under is now set at one and a half for how many times Tyler's going to play that cutty. Episode. Oh, yeah. It's Official. like I, I have my finger on the trigger, just ready to go. We got to talk to Payday Pod about them setting it every single week, so that way that people can uh, put a we'll put a line out there for everybody. But uh, how do you feel about James Harden? By the way, both of you is James Harden struggling a little bit early on, not looked his best. You, you didn't get my text on Sunday morning at five twenty four a.m. before you ran your marathon. Yeah, yeah. How you feeling? But I, I feel a little <laughs> sore. I can't feel my legs. You looked, uh, yeah, you looked a little uncomfortable walking down the stairs yeah, today. It was a struggle. I, you asked for the elevator. I said, Nah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm that, that is that is typical Matt Medeiros. I manned up to a T. Anyway, <laughs> that's what it is. I texted you five twenty four in the morning. I said Harden last night eight for twenty nine from the floor, two for eighteen from three, but. 
He scored 29 points, guys. Let's talk about that. Because that's all... If you go on, like, the NBA site, they like, oh, Harden drops 29 and they win. It's like... I, he took 28 shots. Yeah. We don't care about efficiency what? anymore. No, we don't. No, hey, don't it's just think, factual. I, I, it's factual, though. Has he lost the right to dump on, on James Harden in the Rockets? Because he has them <laughs> yeah, as a <his> three seed. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Not I'm, if he I'm a big Russell Westbrook and Clint Capella fan. Okay. <laughs> oh, Clint Capella. Okay. I can yeah. respect that, but the, the James Harden <laughs> thing. And then the other night, he shot two for 16 from three. At what point do you say, all right, I, I'm not hitting tonight. Let's just get to the basket. Hey, J- when Russell, the Russ- clock hit zero. <laughs> <laughs> Russ has been their hero right now, though. He's looked the best out of anybody so far there. And and what they almost lost to the Thunder the other night, too, who definitely looked better than most people expected them to right. originally. Shea looks, Shea looks outstanding. He's good. He's got, he's got some nice moves. And you, you know who looked pretty good at the end of the game, too, was Nerlens Noel. I know it's like, who cares about Nerlens Noel, right. but I was, yeah, I know Ty's thinking that right now. Who cares about Nerlens Noel? I like Nerlens. He looked good, though. I was Total in- bust in the NBA. Like He was a highly recruited player out of high school. Yes. I think, like, number one, number two in the country. And his Third draft he's pick? He's been okay Th- in the NBA. Third overall draft pick? He's a guy. Right? Yeah. yeah he's, he's a guy. But he's... Just a guy. He's, but he's... he's a, I think he's a good guy to have on most... Like, on a winning team, I think. The Celtics could use Nerlens Noel. I thought that they were going to go after him when everything was going down, but... He because he like backed out of the deal, then got back into it. Is a very weird situation. So both of you guys agree with me that maybe James Harden and Kyrie have a lot of comparisons. I guess some similarities here. Yeah. Okay. Oh, they definitely do. Yeah, both not very a good defensively of, either. Yeah. No. And that's that's been the most glaring thing too. He got worked by Morant. Dude. And now he's Morant, stuck. And you know what I liked about Morant? You see, he was get, and he was saying stuff to him after. He don't care. <laughs> no, he don't. I like that a lot. He. But the thing about Kyrie when he was in Boston was his defense was not good. But it was better than what I expected it to be, and it looks terrible right but now. But is in it? Do you think? Here's my my question's always been with him and Harden. To be honest with you, are they that bad at defenders, or do they really not give a shit about playing? Defense? I think they don't give a damn. No, about I don't think the they energy. Yeah, exactly. And then for some reason, it's like LeBron now, right? Yeah, same the, way. Yes, LeBron is always conserving energy yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, but I mean, I do wonder sometimes with Kyrie. I do wonder too, is if they just can't figure out. But I. I just think with with a guy that good, there's no way if you're that skilled offensively, you can't. You have to be able to anticipate some level on the defensive end. So yes, I think you're right that there's some level of laziness. Back to the whole Kyrie thing, though, as a general thing, one thing that kind of stood out to me in the Jackie Mack story. Yes, he talked about. Uh, she talked about how um, he informed Danny Ainge on what was it during his exit interview, right, that he was going to leave. And then there's the whole thing about the moodiness that we hit on before with the, the Nets being concerned about it. Kevin Durant's like, I got his back, but at the same time, he's going to let him do his thing. He's not going to go and try and right the ship. But another thing that kind of stood out to me in the course of all this, too, was I guess the Nets sent out like this text or whatever it was, letting the, everybody know we have, what is it, table time and these workouts with the the performance staff and all these things and they were like no like we're not going like like, i think that was deandre jordan and kyrie irving went on that and there may have been one other but they they said plainly i'm not doing it and one thing that kenny atkinson excuse me kenny atkinson said that stood out in this story to me was but i can already see it morphing into something it was not before talking about the team in general when Joe Harris was trying to make it in the league, he was saying, I'll do whatever you want. Now we're dealing with veterans who are saying, okay, this is how you do it, but this is how I've always done it, and this has worked for me. To, that well, right, that, from that coming yeah. from the coach, that's bad. He, and, and he's the first guy who will go and defend Kyrie, too, about how he's not been an issue. And we have the sound of that, too, and we'll play in a minute, but 
That's, that doesn't that, sound that doesn't, like that. That that's, doesn't sound good at all. No, that sounds like he's contradicting himself if he's backing Kyrie but saying that. And one thing where you've been you've been saying the whole time in, de- in your defense that Kyrie's it's not going to go well in Brooklyn, and I've kind of debated it. But as we've gone along, listening to him talk about Kenny Atkinson, listening to him talking about the defense and everything, and how the offense is run, I just feel like more and more. This is where he's going to pick his battle, not necessarily with the young guys, but kind of with Kenny yeah, to some extent. Because who who did who is his role model growing up in the league? LeBron. LeBron and LeBron. What good relationship has LeBron ever had with a coach? Because LeBron thinks he's better than the coach, right? He thinks and he knows more all the time. Which he probably LeBron in LeBron's case, he probably does. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you need a you need to have your best your best player, and that's what I've always respected about. Um, Tom Brady, Belichick, that relationship. Yep. Because Tom Brady's a, a superstar, Hall of Famer, GOAT, whatever, but he still respects the coach. Right. right? I know we're talking about different sport, but I guess it goes back to, I can bring it back to basketball, Pop and, and Tim Duncan. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and I know Pop's got the resume and all that, but it all started because of that. Your best players buy in. Exactly. So if Kyrie's not going to buy in with that, it's going to be the same shit show it was here last year. because. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. It's just it's hitting, hitting me right now. now. Oh yeah, it's hitting me too. But you remember? I mean, he said, "Remember we used to do it to Brad all last year." He, it was awkward too. He threw him under the bus hard. Yeah, it was not like he's done to Kenny so far. But it's only he's only been there a short amount of time. And my thing is that the, this is the guy that you picked. And that's one thing LeBron always did is he picked his coaches. He did it with Ty Lue. He did. did it, I mean, Spolstra, he picked him pretty much too. So you go and do Brown. It, exactly. Now you have Kenny Atkinson, who you picked. I mean, you picked him, right? I mean, am I wrong? He didn't handpick the coach, I don't think, but he handpicked the situation right. for he, sure. He, Kenny he, was there, he but... signed up to play for Kenny Atkinson. Exactly. So you know what you're getting into. Right. And Atkinson, he talked about it. It was on it was on Tuesday at, at Nick's pra- uh, Nets practice, right after all the report came out, and he was there to defend <laughs> Kyrie. And I, there is something that he said that I was a little interested about. That is completely false, and my, and strictly speaking, of my observation and my my uh, experience with them. So far, it's absolutely uh, not true. Uh, I say uh, I'm the moody one. <laughs> I really am. I, I, I hate to like I'm, I'm cranky and and I, I have my ups and downs. So if there's just natural human behavior where guys are up and down, that's that's different. But from my perspective, I I, I just give him an, uh, you know give Kyrie an A plus on his <laughs> consistency and his, and his spirit and. and uh, uh, it's been great. His spirit. Did he just say that? I just give him an, uh, you know, give Kyrie an A plus on. In what? <laughs> I think it was his spirit. Shot value. I give him. I mean, like A plus in his ball handling. Uh, you know, give Kyrie an A plus on his consistency. Yeah, and his, it's, uh, it's BS. Whatever. But the one thing I will say about Atkinson, <laughs> this is the one reason why I will say. If, if anybody's going to be able to figure his ass out, it's going to be Kenny Atkinson because he takes ownership of his moodiness, right? And it's, I mean, it's not a secret. If you watch the Nets for five seconds, you're going to see him freak out. Every right. picture that I have to cut out of Kenny Atkinson for USA Today or Getty Images is him screaming his face off. That's what he is. And I want, that's one thing people like about him. That's what Torian Prince loves about him. But if, I would think if anybody can figure out how to deal with Kyrie, it's somebody else who's also moody. It will lead to issues at times, sure. But I think that is the only... If he can't make it work with Kenny, I don't think he's going to make it work with anybody. That's... Uh, no questions but asked. We mind. never heard of any problems that any player, college, high school, NBA, that any of these players had with Brad Stevens 
Last, no. last year was the first time we ever heard a player could not mesh with Brad Stevens. Right. That's Kyrie Irving. He can't mesh with anybody. But I think that Brad and I, you look at the two and they're very they're different individuals, don't you think? Right. And I think that's why Brad. I mean, most people are not equipped to deal with Kyrie Irving. I think that's a very very fair claim. And I think Brad just had no sh- no shot going into. All I don't this. think no, anyone has sh- no. had a shot. I, I think this is a hundred percent doomed to be a disaster for Kenny Atkinson in the Nets. How long do you think till it's just? How long do you think till Kenny's gone? I guess would be the best question. All that they're gonna have to choose Kyrie or the coach. Well, you know who they're gonna choose? The, well, douche, like... the, the douchebag. Yeah, I know. They're yeah. gonna yeah, they're gonna pick. It him. would be probably November first, twenty twenty. November f- that fast? Oh yeah. Okay, I think you that- have a disappointing year. You start out next season slow, and then right there, Kyrie's already probably talking to Brian Windhorst or someone at ESPN. Oh, Kenny Atkinson, this guy, uh, culture issues, can't work with him. <laughs> I don't know how many media people he, he'll do it in the scrums because he does not like talking. I don't think to reporters one on one too often. But either way, I, I mean, look, like I said, if Kenny's, if anybody's going to do it, I think it's going to be Atkinson. But it, it's still it's media gonna, has broken up locker rooms. Who said that? Oh, the media, media has broken up locker rooms. Oh my, yeah, they break up locker rooms. It's not they, leadership. It's not me. I'm not the problem. They, media has broken up locker rooms. Yeah, it's, the it's the whole thing. They find the media finds out about stuff and then reports on it. If there, if the media is not reporting factual information, then yes, that's on them. But I'm sure that most of the time that they, usually when there's smoke, there's fire. Like that's why when Tor, what was it? Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie and DeAndre Jordan came to Kyrie's defense and all this, and obviously Atkinson. But I don't doubt that there's something going on here. How bad is it? I do question that, but. There's definitely something. You can't tell me that. I mean, it's not like this is the first time it's ever happened with Kyrie. So there's there's smoke. There's a the track record. I mean, I get it. They got to do what they do for their teammates. But like, I know Matt's down to do this next part. Do you want to dig into uh, how much of a douche Kyrie is? Well, go ahead. This is a audio cut from the voice of the Celtics, Mike Gorman. With- oh. Uh, Michael Holly oh, oh, on an NBC Sports podcast, and uh, we'll just let it play. This makes Kyrie look pretty bad. A lot of volunteers to drive him to the airport. You know, um, did you like him? I, I did had no feelings towards him. I, Michael, I would tell you, in the time that Kyrie was with Boston, if we exchanged ten words, it was a lot. Wow. Once I remember him asking me in a hotel lobby where the house phone was. I he said, he, "Who are you?" I think he thought I worked there. <laughs> I think he did. Um, and then another time. Uh, he he went walk, he walked by me. I was in a conversation with somebody else. He walked by behind me and he and he said, "Oh, I know that voice." Uh, oh, good. That's it, good. It was nice, you know. It was yeah. a nice compliment. Um, but that was it. There, there were two or three different times, to tell you the truth, um, that I got on an elevator with. He was on the elevator, and other people who were staying in the hotel were on the elevator, and I got on, and he, just, he would just stone you, wouldn't acknowledge you. You know, I would say like, "How you doing, Kyrie?" And boom, straight ahead. Nothing. Stoning Mike Gorman in an elevator. That's, Ooh, that's that look. First team, all douche. That's I mean, what he is, man. I think there's something, there's something we, there. We shouldn't be surprised anymore. I'm and not. No. I, I don't know if it's necessarily fair to say, oh, there might be some sort of... I personally kind of think that way, but I don't know if it's fair to say, like, oh, he's suffering from depression or maybe like a borderline personality disorder. He's definitely a douchebag. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, but, but look at what happened with Granky in the World Series, right? He and he had the severe no, anxiety issue, and that was in the ALCS, I think it was Correct. actually. But he just totally shut down, and everybody like jokes about it. Right. Yes, he handles it differently than Kyrie did. So it's, I don't know if it's the same thing. I'm not. We're not doctors here, but I mean, I don't know. This is just all kind of bizarre. I mean, and then we right. had was it Chenay was saying it too. He's different. He, I mean, if everybody's saying that, there's 
Oh, he's definitely different. There's, I mean, I don't know, man. This is this is so different, though. I mean, he's a savant with the ball. Like, okay, I said, I swear, I said it to you in the text. Like, he makes David Price look like a, a kitten. He, he right? does. He's and just... I have no issue with David Price. I want that to, be uh, to be honest but with you. When I saw that, you when hate you him. Said, who you hate David Price. You get annoyed with him. No, I just, I, yeah, I just think he's soft. Okay, but, I mean, he's... Said, no, he's nothing like Kyrie. Kyrie's nothing. A, Kyrie's a different animal, but I wasn't even mad when you sent this article. It kind of was, like, reassuring how I already thought about him. And I was like, you know what? I'm just glad I don't have to deal with him anymore, like, or hear about it. Like, not our problem. It's not our problem anymore. And I love... After listening to Kemba speak after... Um, one of the uh, I think it was the Friday night game. I was like, "Oh my God! Thank God I get to listen to someone that's normal that appreciates his teammates." Mm-hmm. Right? What kind of role model is Kyrie for other pl- young players growing up? Uh, not not a good one. That's what I'm saying. Like that's why he said I can't. I think he's a douchebag, and I I don't root for a guy like that. And I I don't even care that he left the Celtics. But if you, it's the way he carries himself, like, dude, you're, you're such a prick. Yeah, you're right. Team sports. I, I, who would want to play with a guy like that? Who would want some guy coming on their team that knows that's his history? The Brooklyn Nets. Spencer Dinwiddie. Ah, d- Joe Harris. At some point, at some point, talent. Right. It doesn't matter how talented you are as a player. If you can't play with anybody else, you're never gonna win shit. I By the plan way, on resigning here next year. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Oh! By the way, I'm convinced. And I've been holding on to this one for a while. I'm convinced that Joe Harris will not be with the Brooklyn Nets next year. And I do think there's a chance. He, just, this is all just speculation on my end, paying attention to little things. And I think he'll be wearing a Celtics nu- uniform next year. Oh. I, just based on some stuff, I, it, we'll get into it another time if it actually happens. But I think he will not be. Is in that a, a fryer bomb? That is not, this is not a fryer bomb. This is f- pure speculation on my part. Don't play a freaking right. stupid sounder. Anyways, um, I don't want to get bogged down into that right now. Um, but speaking of the Celtics and everything, there's the Warriors too. That's a freaking train wreck. Uh, it's three games. Did they look awful in that two losses? Yes, it was embarrassing. No disrespect to the embarrassing. Thund- no disrespect to the Thunder. I mean, I'm very. It was embarrassing. They that's won- bad. It's three games though. You got smoked by the Thunder though. Like, Bro, you're the, you you're did, the, yeah, the but they didn't even State show Warriors up. Now. They didn't even show up. That's a, that's a problem, is it not? If this is twenty games in the season, yes, I'm going to say yes. It's a problem. It's three. So it's three. What does that matter? You you don't show up. You know you need to win every single game because you don't have cat. You, 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 I'm you, just telling you. Cat. To me, I yes. Willie, is it concerning? Yes. Am I like, oh my god, they're not going to make the playoffs? No, it's three games. You're not concerned at all. I'm concerned. I had them at like nine in my power rank. So why? So why are you concerned? You're concerned. in a good spot. They're not going to. Because three out. games is enough sample size for me to change my opinion. So just what? on the Warriors. But what are you saying? I'm saying that they would you, not be nine if we redid my power rankings. Okay. That, I would, I, but, oh, 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 overall, I'm sorry. It's three games. How about what Draymond had to say the other day? Because he's right. What he said was completely right. They didn't show up. They sucked. Yeah, they did suck. He said they but that doesn't sucked. mean they sucked. They sucked that game. They were terrible in that game. The reality game. is we fucking suck right now. Oh, yeah. suck right now? Right now. That's yeah. whatever. Yeah. That's It's three games. He's, but he's saying they suck right now. He's saying they could to continue me, to suck. To me, personally, their effort sucked. If you get, in the NBA, right you now. shouldn't get blown out by 40. I don't give a shit if you're the worst team in the league. You shouldn't get blown out by 40. If you get blown out by 40, that's probably one thing. That's effort. Definitely. It's definitely They effort. were down 40 at half. It's nuts. Might as well just go home and go on the bus. What was it, 70-something to 37, right? It was so, bad. 70-37. You gave it up 70 points and a half. <laughs> like, that, 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 you're just not trying. That's nuts. Imagine the Hornets when they face the Western Conference this year. Oh. 
They're, they're already benching. I think Terry Rozier was sitting in crunch time recently. Oh, really? I'm surprised. Hey, keep sending yeah, him they, that money. They may, be, they may be the worst that team. That piece of shit. Someone was praising P.J. Washington the other day, and I cannot he actually remember played, who it was. I actually saw him pl- some highlights. He actually looked pretty good. So how about this one for you? Three players on opening night strained seven three-pointers. Ty already knows who the three are. One of them was P.J. Washington. Do you know who the other two were? On opening night? No, I do not know. Kyrie Irving and Cat. In, I, should, I should have known Kyrie. I actually, yeah, Cat. I wouldn't have known. That's I he know he's been seven playing seven well. for eleven against the Nets. That's awesome, and that's a record for opening. And it's PJ Washington. I believe I'm fairly certain on PJ Washington, certain on Cat and Kyrie. I was stunned. Anyway, um, what the hell? Oh, you let's play that whole cut of Draymond. Sorry. The reality is we fucking suck right now, and you know hopefully we'll get better. Uh, we'll continue. Working at it and try to get better, but we just not that good right now. And that's, I mean, I, I don't know what better way to frame that for you or uh, tell it. You know, I could try in Spanish, but I ain't really that good in Spanish. <laughs> that's really the best way I can tell it to you right So, you know what, Matt? I will say I think that they're in trouble when it comes to looking ahead and playoffs and everything like that. I understand it's early, but I'm not writing them off yet. Someone has written them off, though. Someone who knows a ton about not winning titles and disappointment and all that. Charles Barkley. Rush back to try and win a, go to a six straight finals if I'm not 100% because our window to win another championship, I think, is Clay open Thompson. for the next five, six years. Go ahead, Charles. Well, number one, I hope you get back soon, but you're just wrong. Um, what is he wrong about? Well, I think they won the shut. Uh, shut. Well, because I don't think they can score enough. I want to make my, my other prediction, and I was wrong before the game. Mm-hmm. I said they were going to be the 7 8 seed. They're not going to make the playoffs uh, because they just, can't, they just can't score enough. You know, you look so at. So you can tell after one half of basketball. Yes. Playing yes. with the best defensive team, no, the Clippers. Uh, no, but not, not, not just that, Candace. You know, when you look at your team, you say, okay, Steph can get me 30, De- D'Angelo can get me 20, but Draymond, even though he's a heck of a player, he only going to get me 15. That's not enough in the Western Conference this year. Would you like to respond to that, Clay? Um, I mean, Chuck has the right to be a little pessimist, pessimistic, but I think I think these young guys are going to step up, man. I, I mean, I, I, I did a shooting drill with Jordan Poole yesterday. He smoked me three out of five spots. You know, Glenn Robinson has plenty of experience in this league. I really like what Marquise has given us this this training camp. He's We kind of revived him, and and it's uh, I think it's exciting, man. I think we got enough guys to get, get us there at least. Uh, we got enough guys. He just named Jordan Poole, Glenn Robinson, <laughs> and Chris. And Marquise Chris was a cast off from the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> they revived him, though. Am I missing something? He's, I he's mean, fine now. Chuck's right. You're going to have 65, 85 points a night from those three guys. But other than that, where are you getting your stops from, your rebounds? Where are you getting your scoring from? Jordan Poole, Glenn Robinson, and Marcus Chris. I was what I was most confused about from that clip, and I know there's no clarification from him on it. But it, yeah, you want to say that they're in trouble this year? But was he trying to say that their windows shut like after this year too? Is that what that you guys got out of that too? Yes, that Chuck was saying that. Yeah. Uh, Why? Well, because I don't think they can score enough. I want to make my, my other prediction, and I was wrong before the game. Mm-hmm. I said they were going to be the seven, eight seed. They're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, because they just can't, they just can't score enough. You know, you look so at you can tell after. I, don't I think it was before no, that. Um, was before what that. is he wrong about? Well, I think they won the shut. Uh, right, because he because Clay said that they can win. You know, five five six years yeah. or whatever it was. 
I don't agree with that, that their window's shut for the next five, six years. They they can definitely do it still with Clay, Draymond, and, and uh, Steph as their core. That's an incredible core. Yeah. And then if – and if um, God, I keep wanting to call him Cat. Willie Cauley-Stein comes back, and he is a serviceable piece. You're like one or two guys away from then being right in the thick of things again. So I don't get – I mean, if that's what – if that's what Chuck feels, that they're done, like they're, it's, it's gone, he's full of shit. I, that I don't buy him. I think they won those shits. Shit. Anyway, so you're not so you're good. It's three games. Okay, we'll we'll move on then. Chuck changes prediction come, off a of half. Come, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. It's ridiculous. <laughs> come back to me in in twenty games. Twenty games. Yeah. All right, we're gonna mark it down right now. Twenty. I think games. they won those shits. Shit. Um, the Celtics three games through though they're playing the Bucks on Wednesday, which is when the podcast drops. How are you feeling about them so far? Jason, actually, Jason Tatum got nominated for Player of the Week, which I was yeah, stunned that's, by. That's that's crazy. Anyway, this is Th- that's this, a good. I wrote, but about this it. goes back to the the NBA. Like I told you, the Harden thing. Yep. Oh, Harden scores twenty nine away. It's like the dude shot. Has Jason Tatum shot well from the floor in any game? Uh, from three, he has. That's it. Yeah, that's it. He from, shot. I mean, the first two games, he shot fifty percent from the been, floor. Okay. Well, and here's my from three. Take. Excuse me. Here's my take on Jason Tatum, because I sent you this at 524 in the morning. My three up, three down, the Celtics. I was very thrown off by that one, too. So my three up, this is from three games that I've watched. The, uh, what game was it? The Celtics-Knicks ones, I I was kind of like in and and out of watching it. I didn't watch it fully. The Mm -hmm. first two I watched. Um, My three up, Jalen Brown has been their best player, hands down, best player. Except for obviously the game one, he got in foul trouble. He got in the foul other trouble two the games, game, the third game too, he got in foul trouble. Yeah, but I think he was excellent in both games. Yes, uh, those two games. Yes, he um, very good. Kemba is in one of my ups, and I'll explain why. And Grant Williams has been awesome. Grant Williams is everything that I wanted Semi Ojeda to be. Semi yes. Ojeda to be. That's why I said Semi. See you later. Don't give him any more minutes. Uh, as much as I want to see the Grant dude Williams play, is awesome. Grant Williams is the guy you've been waiting for. <laughs> and I'll go, <laughs> I'll let, let's talk about my three ups. Other than Jalen, I already kind of went in that. Kemba, Kemba, I don't think he's... Walker. Oh, Glenn. I don't think Kemba's been great what is wrong with him? Uh, in all the games. Obviously, he was really good against the Knicks. But what I liked about him when I went to the game Friday and I saw it live, and again, he struggled. Like, you know, people are, like making noises in the crowd because he, he literally like blew a point-blank layup. Yeah. You know, I think it was nerves and stuff. Anyway, what I liked about him in that game and what people won't talk about is how well he played on the ball. I think he's one of their best on-ball defenders. He's a pest, and he and he was he guarding four charges. Drew four. Kyrie ain't taking charges. He was he threw his body on the line. He was on the ground all the time, hustling, making hustling plays. And that's that's what I like about him. That's what I like about him. Somebody, the offense will come. Somebody asked me today if he's like if you can compare him to Isaiah, which I was like, that's no. Like it's, he's better than Isaiah. Yeah, it's he's got a motor like Isaiah did, but he's much, He's far more skilled. He's a little bit taller. He's definitely a better defender. I mean, Isaiah 100%. was. Isaiah was worse than Kyrie was offensively. Though the last year that Isaiah was here, I don't know if he was better. I think I think at Kemba's peak, uh, that Isaiah, the, what the last two months going into the playoffs, playoff run, there, there weren't many better offensive players on the planet. Than yeah, him. but that's just, you're no, talking about a stretch. Right. I'm talking overall, exactly. Overall, yeah. overall. I mean, overall. and Kemba creates better separation than, than Isaiah oh, does, yeah. and that's one thing. No matter what, throughout the course of these three games, whether he's been good or bad, no, he's missed his, his shots. And I think the and when I wrote about this after which game was it? The game that he. Dropped thirty. That was the third game, right? Yes. So the big, my big thing in that one was, 
I feel like he said he, I'm not thinking as much. To me, that says you were trying to be what you're not. You're trying to be a pass first point guard. I'm not saying he's selfish, but he's a score first point guard. He's trying. Yeah. He's trying to do too much. Trying to you know include other guys more than he necessarily needs to. He needs to and, be the number one option. You got to be the dog. You got to be the alpha. That's he needs what it to is. act like that. Yes. Jason Tatum, in my opinion, still needs to be their number one. Like he needs to no, be the guy. Kemba needs to be the guy. Why? I think. I think because I, I don't think Tatum's there yet, and I'll go into it when I get to my three. Tatum down. has looked good from three, no matter what. As much as he struggles from inside, and that he's still getting opportunities. Well, we'll we'll get to that in a second. But Jalen Brown, so far, Ty, I'm, I mean, Ty, I'm starting to. I might be switching sides soon. Come at halfway through the season, I might be on the Brown bus. I was very impressed. You should. I was very impressed. Three he, games. I've already concluded that Jason Tatum can't shoot twos. He should stop. Jalen Brown. We're gonna get into the Tatum. Damn good. But what I liked about Brown, I am so especially, about especially Friday night. I like his game. His God. aggressiveness was awesome, and he was physical as shit. Mm-hmm. And that's why I liked about it. he didn't. Yes. There was no settling. He was great from the jump, and I think. Defensively, there was times that I still get frustrated with him, but whatever. I I, I personally think he's That's been. going to happen. I think he's been their best overall player. I mean, tell me a player that you don't games. get frustrated with everyone, like that you never get frustrated. I just with I just think Jalen could be such a better defender, is what I'm saying. Maybe I just hold him to a higher standard because I think he could be. A he's player. a great athlete, and great yeah. athletes should be great defenders. Yes. and he came into the league and he was pretty good defensively. Super already. smart, great athlete. The tools are there. Yeah, I think know. I think he's just. I mean, like he said, he's had to have a different role every year. Yeah. And, and look at def- offensively and. Defensively, Defensively, actually, both. He has a different role this year. One he may like more, but defensively, that's where he's running into problems, too, because he's down low. He's, he said it. Refs aren't used to seeing him banging down there. He's got to be a little extra physical because he's not as big like as everybody. It. But, yeah, he's he's been, I mean, I can't say, again, it's three games. You can't say he's no, worth the money. But games. if he continues to play like yes, this, worth the money. He would have been, he's worth the money for sure. And and the reason I, like, we talk about Grant Williams, he's just... What he everything he's everything that you need in that like I mean what is he like a fifth option on offensively when he's in that lineup because he's perfect. He's, I mean he he was standing up to Gasol who's like seven feet tall he makes uh, Grant Williams look little I don't know I just he's tough well, he's, six, he's six, smart yeah. he makes great passes he I think he'll the, eventually hit those outside shots that he's been missing but I, I love him in that small lineup. Oh, I don't even. I don't need him to make the threes. I like. He, no, I'm just saying that's an little, added little bonus. Bit, yes, maybe a little bit better, but I don't need him to start thinking like I'm a shooter. You're a defender. You're scrappy. You do everything else but score. I don't need that. When, not with this lineup. I mean, because no. I mean, you have plenty of other guys. No, he just score. has to hit the and occasional then Marcus, wide open shot. And then Marcus shot. Smart's going to shoot a ton too. He will. What oh, is it? The, Jesus, was it against man. the Knicks that he went like Dude, two he's chucking? From, it was. I was like, God. Where Can Brad the- just tell him to freaking stop? We're pissing me off. Where, like, Mark Smart, where was... Like, last year you stopped doing this, and now that everybody's gone, now you just think, oh, I can I, just start jacking I don't think, left I right. don't think I've ever hated a guy, like, when they switch ends of the floor more than him. <laughs> because when he's on defense, I, I honestly don't... I pick him over almost anybody in the league. I love him on the defensive end. He's such a mother effer. Yes. He's awesome. He's a He's an animal. But when they go on the other side of the floor, I just go to like this in my head. Don't shoot it. Please don't shoot it. Mark Pass is it. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> please, don't, <laughs> please don't Please don't. shoot it. <laughs> His offensive instinct. Around the rim, he's not that bad. But from three, it's just uh, like, slight separation. Oh. He's the king of the... No, and no, no, And the worst... Good shot. Good shot. I did that. I did it Friday night. One time he shot, I go, ah, oh, and he goes in. I'm like, oh. 
great. But that's almost the worst thing because yeah. I'm like, the next time down, I'm like, oh, this is going up. He actually, the other day, he made two threes, I think it was, right away. <laughs> yeah, and then he kept shooting. And then he took a third one. It's like, oh, heat check, there Marcus. He's like, no, just take it and then just go stop. Just be thankful and that's it. Well, he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't make my three down list only because I just do, no. I do love him on defense. I mean, but. he's. I don't know where he's shooting right now in terms of three-point percentage, but I mean, last year he was better. He was like 36%. Yeah. It's, just, it's just when he takes them. Exactly. That's it's not open ones. But, I don't care about the open but ones. But let me ask you guys this. If you have to take a shot at the uh, – if you have to get one up at the end of a shot clock and like last second just heave it up, is Smart your guy that's yeah, taking probably. it? Yeah, <laughs> probably. Only he, made that, he would make it. He made that teardrop three the other day. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Say, like, of course. Ridiculous. He'll be wide open, but you take miss it, but you'll take that. But to my three down list, Tatum's number one on this list. I'm very down on Tatum. I get it. He's he shot. All right, you, you said he's shooting well from three. He is. My problem shoot. is like what Ty brought up. He's horrendous around the rim. He's been really bad. He's brutal. He blows layups. And this is, goes to my point is there's two things that I've noticed that he's not doing well. One, he's way off balance. And I don't know if that's a strength thing. Like people knock him off his spot and then he's off balance and that's why he can't finish. Or he's just out of control when he's going to the basket and he doesn't feel comfortable going I to the basket. I think he's more worried about... It's one of those two things. Well, do you think he'll be more worried about trying to create contact above all else to get to the line? Yeah, and that creates what? I do this in training all the time. Off, when gets I get balance. Yes, when I train kids in, in high school, college, the worst thing I see, when kids can't finish on the rim, it's because they're too worried about the contact. They go looking for it instead of just going, yep. focusing on the finish and absorbing the contact. Yeah. Like, I remember, I think in that Friday game, Ibaka blocked the crap out of him like three times. Mm, he definitely got him once at least. I think twice. Maybe. And it's and it's because he it's like he's worried about the contact and he's like, he's off balance, so it's easy to block his shot. And it, he's so long that I'm like, your shot shouldn't get blocked like that unless you're doing stuff that he's doing right now, which is being way off balance and missing, like, bunnies. He's missing, like, bunnies. It's bad. The touch is not there. But, you, he, first of all, he cannot get worse. But he's so, not shooting efficiently. That's what, like, yeah, yeah, he scores. He's averaging 23 a game, but he hasn't had one game where I'm like, all right, he had an efficient night. He's going to be because an all-star. that's what I'm all though. about. I, he, you know, I get he, it. You know he's going to be an all-star after, after this week. I get would, it, that, but it's. Just, I'm not saying he should be necessarily. He will be though. It's just lame to me. It's just not. Jalen Brown has been hands down better than him. Oh, not absolutely. even close. He absolutely has, but he's not going to get Player of the Week nominations when he plays like 11 minutes in the first game. I know. None of that means just, anything. Just, I, I don't know. I wish Jalen had the aggressiveness that Jason has. Uh, yes. I, I, yes. I want, I want, yes. I want Jalen yes. Brown to shoot more. Is what yes. I'm saying. Yes, 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 I understand. Yeah, there are times though when he pulls up from. Well, actually, no, I'm getting more comfortable with his three point shot. I feel more, I, but I still feel more comfortable with Jason Tatum pulling up from three than Jalen Brown. Oh, of course, Tatum's still a better shooter. I'm just saying it's. I don't. I, no, I, I just haven't enjoyed. I haven't enjoyed watching him play. I'm. Oh. I'm ve- Tatum. Like I just I think know. he's I not. Should, he's, I yeah, I, I think Wednesday. Will be a big test because obviously they're going against the Bucks, but he's jacking up. He and he's not hesitating too. I mean, he'll be at nine I shots want, by the end of the first quarter. Yeah, but quarter. he needs to shoot. Yes, but it's like, dude, like this is your third year in the league. You shouldn't the way when he goes to the rim, it looks like he's a rookie. He's shooting twenty eight percent from two. Think yeah, about that, it. That, I'm, su- I'm surprised it's twenty eight. Yeah. It's awful. I feel like it's worse like, than the team. Right, and he's shooting what forty five percent from three. I think it is. Yep. Yeah. 45. So I mean, the thing is that he's trying to do something that he's not done before, and I think that's where he's running into problems. He's that's what he will. T- I think he'll take even less mid range shots than he's been taking. Certainly, hopefully, less, the less. Um, the ones that are contested, he'll kind of try and not take those as often. But I think that it's just this is new to him to some extent. Trying to create that contact, and you say he's off balance and everything. I just think it's this is foreign to him, and that, at, through time and through practice and game reps, that he'll make an adjustment. Uh, it's, it's not good that it's foreign to him. 
Getting to the rim by your third year, you should be able to be able to finish. Getting to the rim and trying, but he's but before he wasn't trying to think about creating contact. Now he is trying to create contact. I mean, he just needs to finish. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that's a different element. But I don't know if it's a strength thing. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm concerned about. You think? Oh, you still think it's that? Well, I said it's one of the two. It's either that he's he's overly concentrating about you know drawing contact and that you know that leaves him off balance, or he's just getting knocked off. His spot and he's off balance because he's he's not he's still I can see that like with Jalen Brown his rookie year would get knocked off balance I saw him uh, Friday night body someone and score and be yeah. balanced and score and it was like I'm like damn that's that's impressive that could be why he's running into the foul trouble too is because he's stronger than he used to be and that's where he's you know but there's also some ticky tack calls but who are your other guys for your All right, Gordon three Gordon down? Hayward was on mine and I, I, you you on Twitter <laughs> you were like wait really but. You're right. He has come out slow. Well, no, you said you said he needs to stop playing the rest of this yeah, game. Yeah, I said bench him for the rest of the game. But yeah. I was just joking. <laughs> but it, tell me that beginning of that Knicks game. I'm like, does Gordon Hayward know how to play basketball? It's been so weird. He's starting off the game so slow, and, and then slow the the and like, like horrible. Yeah, and, but then at the end of the game, he turns it on. I mean, that's why I wrote about it after the Sixers game. He, he needed to take over sooner. He went and took over at the end. It's like, oh great, and, and what, I guess, points. And he did that. He did that Friday night too. He played better towards the end. But, but uh, he's horrendous. I mean, the Knicks game. I, I I was joking, but I was like almost serious. I'm like, dude, don't even put him back in because he's pissing me so, off. So there you go. He wasn't joking, Tyler. I knew I was right. But the, some of the passes he's made, making, I'm like, dude, what is? It? And he blew like a layup. I'm like, hello. <laughs> you know, Did you come ready to play? What are you, dude? You're not a rookie. So I think this. Kind I, of- I, and I'm all hands off on the Gordon Haywood thing. Like last year, I was like, you know, he's come back from injury. I, I can't. I didn't judge him at all last year throughout anything. That's good of you. You're a good I person. Didn't, I didn't. But this what year, the is, gloves huh? the gloves are off, dude. Either show up and play. You're, you're paying you $30 million. You know what I think? We're paying you 30 mil. Show up and play. Ty, when I think of Matt, I always think humanitarian. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, he's uh, he's the exemplary individual, ex- exemplary representation of scholarship. I'm trying to think of other big uh, words. Man of integrity. Man Thank of integrity. You. Thank you. That would be perfect. You, Show you're, up. You're... Show up. <laughs> so I thought this cut was interesting. This is the post game on NBC Sports Boston. This is Drapes and Scal. Drapes is quick to point out that Gordon had a very good uh, first impression in game one, and Scal's not really having it. If, if we're going to point out uh, a positive from tonight, I love the play of Gordon Hayward, Scal. What did you think of him tonight? I mean, I did think it was just okay. I'm not going like, to really? fall in love with it. I did. You got graded on the curve compared to everybody else. He he, he played his game up. Got a grade on right, the curve. Let me ask you a question. Uh, uh, ask. There's a lot of focus on Kimba Walker, a lot of focus on Jason Tatum. So Gordon Hayward's like feasting on the third best defender. Okay. Like, I thought he was good. He got. I liked how he got to the free throw line 11 mm-hmm. times, but he is so far superior to the guys that he so was he going So he should have been again. even better tonight. No, I'm not saying like – I'm not going to overreact and tell you how right. great Gordon Hayward was. I thought he was good today. But I don't think he was great. I'm not, I don't think anybody on the Celtics were great. I don't think the Celtics played great today. That was after opening night and Drapes was trying to give credit to, to Gordon Hayward because it's his I first, think, you know, first I, game I, back. I, I, I think we do, though. Yeah, but the Boston media does that all the time. When they did that last year. <laughs> And I get it. Like he's after that serious injury, but I'm saying the gloves are off the shot. I don't. I'm gonna call it how it is. Like I don't think he's been good. Like he has had moments. What's great? I saw that last year, dude. Now it's time to earn your money, right? Yeah, no, you're be, right. Be the player we signed you to be. That's why when I wrote about that for about after the Sixers game, he needed to take over sooner. There have been times where he's played well, like you said, he's had moments. At the end of that game, he played very well. 
once he decided to be more aggressive, and Scal said in, in the course of his breakdown in the game, too, I heard it. I mean, he Scal's stepped up his game, by the way. He sounds much better than he has in the past, in my opinion. Anyway. You try to get on Scal and Pals, then his yeah, new radio exactly. show. Yeah, exactly. Radio.com, right? They're part of the family. They are. Um, but anyways, but my point is, though, whenever Gordon was aggressive, he had no problem scoring because he's not, he doesn't have the best guy on him. He doesn't have the second best guy on him. You need to expose that when you can. In that game... When Jason Tatum was off, unless it was from three, when Kemba Walker was off, you need to be the guy who's going to step up, especially if Jalen Brown is not there. I mean, this is verbatim what I wrote. Yeah. You And he didn't do that. So that's why when Scal doesn't want to praise him right, right away, even though he dropped whatever it was, 25 or whatever in that game, and, and shot fairly efficient, efficiently, he's right. Because that's on him to not step up soon enough. You know what I also noticed being at that game Friday night? I was watching a lot like when they played defense. Like I was like, all right, who's a who's a good on ball defender for the Celtics? I'll tell you who's not. Gordon Haywood sucks on the ball. Tatum okay. Tatum is brutal on the ball. Jalen Brown's okay. Marcus Smart and Kemba are obviously the top two best players on the team. Grant Williams is pretty good, but like I just thought it was like glaring how bad. But Gordon they're Haywood. forcing a lot more turnovers too. Everybody's turning the ball yeah, over but, this year. Yeah, though. but those numbers are up, those numbers are skyrocketing. Why? Yeah, but why do Everybody. why does a guy like Tatum? Like I saw Tatum's like like leading the league in steals or whatever, and Gordon Hayward's up there. Why do you think those guys get steals? Taking a lot of gambles. Well, yep. not even gambles. I'll put it this way. Well, and a lot of guys don't. You, you, not, not see. Maybe it's positioning, but this is more of what I noticed. When they get turnovers, it's because of the guys on the ball. Usually, a lot of people don't recognize this. They'll say, "Oh, Jason Tatum's uh, averaging this many steals." Well, it's not like he's picking dudes' pockets. He gets steals because other guys are pressuring the shit out of the ball, and they get that bad pass, and they get to go. Mm-hmm. So the people that don't get the credit are the guys like the Marcus Smart yes. and the Tames who get deflections, and who I mean Kemba, and who like those guys who are up in the face of the of the guy with the the offensive guy with the ball, and they're pressuring, and they get you know turn they create the turnovers, but they get no they get no credit. That for reminds it. me of high school basketball. That's exactly Correct. what I worked with you and I. Yeah, you would never. You would get all the credit in the world. Well, it's because we. It's because we. It's because we, we pressed, dude. It's different. We did a one-three-one press, so you would pressure the ball and I would steal it. Did we tell you that? Yeah, no. It was way before you came on the show, or not way before. I mean, it was like three episodes, but we had like what was it? I said it was like seven different defenses. I think it was. Like probably seven. We had like four or five presses. I had the quarterback playbook thing on my man-to-man three-two-two-three-one-three-one, and then there was like a one. What was the amoeba? That was an, that was another one. That was our five half-court defenses. Then we had green, hard. It was hard green, soft green, white, red. And I think it was our presses, and then full court man to man. Was it high school? That was in high school. We had ten nice. defensive setups. That's not. I mean, you were you were training to be a coach. Does that make sense to you? I mean, yeah, you gotta you gotta be prepared for all situations. Just shut up, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, while Matt was going off on all that, and we saw it, on, we have the uh, the Hawks and uh, Heat game going on in here. It looks like Trey Young hurt his ankle in the course of the game. He was getting helped off and. Uh, it did it didn't not look, look good. good. No, they yeah, it did but, not look good. But Ty, he's been looking pretty good, even though you hate him. He's been shooting from the logo and making me look so stupid. <laughs> Every time you hit, it's in your face. The player of the week, what he dropped, thirty-eight and thirty-nine in the first two games, nine assists, seven rebounds in both of them. I didn't look at his field goal percentages because, of course, why would I do that? It wouldn't make sense at all. My last two three downs. Mm. Sorry, even no, though no, it's no, not I three. Had to make sure we acknowledge Carson that. Edwards. Looks like he's seeing the boogeyman. Dude, so and I get it. He's a rookie, so, so I'm not I'm not too harsh on him. But I'm like, wow, it's 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 obvious that 
we're maybe a little too high on him. He's not ready yet. So when Brad talked the other day, Wait, after- so if we're not ready to say the Warriors are not a playoff team or change our opinion, how oh. are we? How are we already doing that in Carson Edwards? Well, Car- Carson Edwards is wait, hold on. Carson Edwards is a rookie. We're talking about Golden State Warriors who have veteran players. We're talking about a team. We're talking. About, I'm talking about one person. Right, but I think we were all we all knew he was an NBA player before the regular season. So after three games, he's not. I don't know, dude. Have you seen him in these three games? He's he looks bad. like he looks, looks like he doesn't even know where he is. I don't, he didn't look like that in the preseason. I, his shot selection's bad, and when he misses, it's going to look worse. I think it's he's, bad. He's it looks s- bad. Even his misses are bad. I think he's in a foreign situation right now because he's used to always being the guy. He's not the guy, and he's take, he's jacking up shots left and right when he's in there. And it's happened the other. I cannot remember. So he played in the back, to, the second of the back to back. So that would have been the Knicks game. He right? played the Knicks game. He played the Knicks game. He shot a couple of breaks. And there was one play in particular that stood out in my head, and I was like, "What the what the hell are you doing?" And he had the ball out on the wing, and Jason Tatum cut baseline, had no one there. Now Carson Edwards could have made a move to go to the rim, which is what he ended up doing. I think he missed the shot, but he could have had Tatum much sooner, and it wouldn't have been contested at all. It, would have been, it might have been an easy slam, but he didn't make that pass, and that's where right now I think he's trying to prove himself to get in more. Now Brad talked about it on—I don't know if it was in the press conference or with Abby Chin or whoever it was—but he talked. He apparently talked to Carson on the trip about having value in a guy not playing on the first game of a back-to-back and then be able to get, you know, get instant offense out of him in that second game. He didn't play on Friday no, against did. the Raptors. And I didn't Thank see God. this, but there were, I heard a couple other reporters saying how I guess he had his uh, warm-up over his face at one point and he was upset. We got to the locker room. His, he was gone. His locker room was his door was his, Carson. His, his door was shut. Like his, his locker room doors After were shut. Just get, getting a DNP. Yes, but I understand him not being there. But his like locker room door, his doors were shut, and he was just gone. No sign of him whatsoever. I'm he doesn't want to talk to the media after one DMP as a rookie? Well, he's not going to. No, who's going to mean But I understand that that seems very childish to, like, not have your media responsibilities, get on the bus as soon as possible, soak. I mean, the camera's right. Thanks, you, Ty. And you said his, what, his jacket was, or his warm-up jacket That's was over someone, his face? I heard other people say that. I did not see that. Any yes. of that just sounds very childish. You're not really handling a good situation very maturely. I think he's. I think this is very foreign to him. Thanks, Ty. I'm not, yeah. I, I'm not, I haven't lost faith in Carson Edward. Faith in Carson Edward. I didn't lose faith in him. But I, I'm calling how I see it. That that's concerning. He looks like he's seeing ghosts, yeah. kind of like the boogeyman. Is that is that is that a th- is that gonna be a thing now for you? You're gonna quote Sam Darnold all the time. I don't know. I mean, when I watched him that first game, I went, oh boy, because I he's a good shooter, and he didn't even come close on his first couple shots. And then the next game, his first shot went off the backboard so hard, I thought they. Had to come replace it afterwards. Do you think Jalen was going to look like what he looks like now when he was a rookie? I don't think when he came in the game though he looked as he looks scared. That's what he looks. That's what I'm when I say he sees looks like he's seeing ghosts. It looks like he's nervous. He might be nervous. I mean, you st- uh, but he's R.J. Barrett don't look nervous. No, he doesn't. But R.J. Barrett was also the number three overall pick, and don't. he looks outstanding. And I feel really good about that. So that means call. you have pressure on you. What oh, what John- pressure does Carson Edwards have on him? He's trying to get minutes, and Might he's in a situation that he's never used to. No. R.J. Barrett has job. No. He has R.J. Barrett has plenty of room to make mistakes because they're invested in him immensely. The Celtics are not as invested in Carson Edwards, no matter what anybody says. They're not. It's just the fact of the way it works, the way the business works, right? Well, dude, you're not going to make you're it. In the, you're not going to make it in this league without confidence, and he looks like he has no confidence. We know that he. We've seen how he plays, and he plays with plenty of confidence. Well, to, right to, now, to jack up not. a ton of shots like he does, he absolutely has some level of confidence. But yes, I think that the, upstairs something's going on. I definitely Clearly. think that's the case. All right, sorry. That, anyway, let's move on. That's fine. Carson Edwards. It's oh, okay. Was that, oh, that your last one? Carson Edwards. Okay. No, no, no. Robert, no, no, Robert Williams. 
But I was talking about yeah. Why is he down so, there right now? And defensively, he looked better though than no, in the preseason. He does not in he the preseason. Not. Yes, he does. Oh, I'm talking about now. I'm not talking about the preseason. I'm That's talking what, about practice. Look. Practice. Preseason? No, we're talking about the regular season, dude. But we've seen progress over. No, I okay, think three games. I think he's three a, games. I think he's, I'm, I'm, I think he's a. I don't think he's still. He's still not there yet defensively. And it has. If you watch that's the fine. if you watch the game, he is a step late on every freaking play. Yes, he's a step late. Stop being late, <laughs> dude. Like you're not a rookie anymore. How do you he not likes, know he this? Likes, he likes. To, it seems like he likes to. Dude, I can't take it. I can't take it. If he's late on one more play, and it's almost like it's either it's either two things, Robert Williams. You hit, you, I know you're listening to the Five Out Pod. It's two things. You're either A, you don't care, or B, you're stupid. Which one are you? I don't think it's one I, of those, I, Shout out to I Buddha. That's both. his line. It's both. You're either A, you don't care, or B, you're stupid. What? And I honestly think he's kind of dumb. <laughs> okay. Because, dude, I mean, how many games in a row am I going to watch you He's late on a play, like it, say it's a ball screen. He's late getting over. Then he bumps the guy. The guy gets a foul, goes in line, and he's like looking at the ref, like, "What did I do, bro? Get there in position." His positioning sucks. The this isn't college. You can't block every single shot. And that's one thing I've noticed is he likes to let guys get by him, so then he can sneak up behind him and block him. Which yeah, that is one For thing. The highway. I, I he think gets the, the highway. Yeah, exactly. but some of these like pick but and roll. But that's things. why it works so often. Like that's the problem. yeah. But I think some of these pick and roll things. I don't even know if it's that's the case because of the angle of where the guy's coming. No, there, there are times that you're right, but there are other times where it's pretty clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to bait him, and then it's like oh, and then and yeah. then they move too quickly on you, and you can't do that. I think Scal's pretty down on him. Scal's always been down on him as a defender, That's, which I he? give Scal credit for. And he talks about it all the time. He said it last year, and I'm like, ah, maybe. I Like, when Scal talked about it last year, I didn't understand really what he was talking about because I guess I never watched Robert Williams play that much because he didn't play a whole lot. But he always talked about his positioning is always off, and he doesn't like him as a defender. And, this is why and now I've been watching him, and I'm like, wow, he was spot on. And this is why Grant's getting all the minutes now, too. I give game. Grant every goddamn minute he wants. So right now, to close out a game, who would you guys have as your five it's out there? It's those four guys, the four, you know, Kemba, Tatum, Brown, Gordon, and, and Grant. I think that's my I think the five. only time you Wait, can, who's your five there? It's the four it's who you would think, and then Grant Williams. The only time they you were can, playing that one a pretty small a lot against the Knicks. Yes, they were. And small they did lineup. it and they did it against the Raptors. Yep. To close. Yes, they did. But Smart's the, the only guy you would switch in there. The only team you can't do the I only would, team you I can't shoot. do that against is, is Sixers. You can't do that line. Right. I would I wouldn't go that small. I would probably put Ennis in there. Oof. At the end of a game? I mean, yeah, but depending on the situation. But I don't know. You're not Grant's, gonna throw down to a post guy and try and get a bucket at the end of a game. So. No, no, but I, I mean but if you need someone to help no, you. No, but if I need a bucket, roll. Ennis can give me one. No, yes. if you need to get a rebound. Yeah. But, it depends. Like, you know, if they do a lot of pick and roll stuff, no, I don't I don't want how do you guys feel about those jerseys that Cantor uh oh, rev- horrible. Yeah, burn, I blame burn him. It's all Ennis' fault. Because <laughs> of his terrible phone? Yeah, he needs a better phone. Yeah. This, they still didn't look good. The new version I saw, it was a, a greenie from, from Barstool. Put it up was straight thing. teal, his video. But it they, was bad. It's still the, the second version. The, I thought the, it was like the New Orleans Pelicans like alternate jersey. That's fine. I, I looked at it and I saw green initially. I don't know. Maybe I'm colorblind. But it, the, the second one does not look that much better. It looks better, but it's still, I'm, I'm not a fan. The more, like I said, my fashion review of the uniforms. The more they try and incorporate gold and Celtics uniforms, the more I'm out. I'm all set with that. Um, we'll get to, uh, you know what, the last thing was the college stuff, right? Was the NCAA is now apparently going to make it so that athletes, they're, they're now allowing athletes to 
earn an income off their likeness and all this crap. Uh, I, the NCAA released a statement about it. Now, the, and they're saying how we got to adjust with the times and all this crap. Now, in the course of it all, in their statement, which is on their website, it's in their About Us section or whatever, they mentioned that the board said modernization, which is them allowing players to make money, should occur within the following principles and guidelines. And they use some big words here, so listen carefully. I'll try and read it slowly. One of the principles that they mentioned is assure student-athletes are treated similarly to non-athlete students unless a compelling reason exists to differentiate. I feel like if you... <coughs> Sorry. I, no, I mean, but I feel like being a student-athlete is a compelling reason to differentiate. Oh is it God. not? Am I wrong? No. And there, this is for Division One, Two, II, and Three athletes. This is for everybody. Why? Why can't the NCAA just do something, and then just be normal about it? Why do they have these stupid guidelines? These guidelines are the dumbest things. We have I've to ever. preserve amateurism. Oh yes, that Christ. is something that they brought up in the course of all this. Is absolutely true. Now, the other thing. Now, this is the one that makes zero sense to me, and basically says to me, "You're allowing." I'll just read it first. Make clear that compensation. For athletic, excuse me, for athletics performance or participation is impermissible. So when I heard that, I had to read that like five times, because when I read that after I, I think I've comprehended it well enough. What that's basically saying is, if Tyler Devitt is the starting point guard at Indiana or no Georgia under Tom Crean, oh god, right, and then Papa John says he's the number one player in the country, he's going to go and you know be first round draft pick or whatever, you know, first overall, whatever. We want him on our billboards. They can't use George's logo, which I understand that. That that kind of makes sense. Right. But then you can't go and have him have a basketball in his hand. You can't go and have him use him in a commercial and have him playing basketball. Like that. That's what I got out of that. So basically, all they can do is use Tyler Devitt, his name, his face, and put him in a T-shirt and say, "This is Tyler Devitt." And if you don't know who, if you don't follow Georgia basketball or college basketball, you don't know who he is. Am I, I mean, that's what I got out of it. I think that's fair. You think it's fair for the NCAA to do that, or you think it's fair? I, that it got I think that? it's fair because if you read by the letter of the law, like you just said, the sentence was make clear that compensation for athletics performance and or uh, participation. So it's basically saying the way I read it as like the Kentucky basketball team can't get extra money for going to the NCAA tournament based on the performance. They can't get any extra money for just, fine. Uh, for just appearing in the NCAA tournament. If that's what it is, that's fine. That, that's the way I read it as you performing or just playing in a, in a sporting event as an athlete, you cannot be paid for that. That's fine. But John Wall and Boogie Cousins, while they were at Kentucky, would now be allowed under this rule to make money from Pizza Hut or whatever. But would they be... But advertising them as a basketball player, that's what I, I'm... That's where I'm confused on it. I don't know what it, what the difference is, because if, if I strip Nick Fryer of the writing ability, I just want to say Nick Fryer is endorsing my product, but if people driving around don't know who Nick Fryer is without, you know, you as a writer, then what is the point of you being the endorsement person? Like, exactly. If we, I don't know who the endorsement person is, then it's probably a bad endorsement. So, I, I don't, man, I'm wondering if it's more... Right? Of, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'm wondering now... Hearing what you what you think on it, yours makes more sense. Like that, I'm okay with. But if it's what I'm saying, then it then that just seems really dumb to me. So I, I'm I'm there's just too much gray area in this again, and, and it's confusing. And why, like you said, Matt, why can't the NCAA just make this simple? Bring back they college basketball game. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Bring back NCAA hoops. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen with this now, right? This won't change it. No. no. And I saw Darren Rovell say that no, for all the people that think that NCAA football 
which has long been, you know, a, a lot of interest in bringing that game back. He doesn't think that has much of a chance. So. You know what I forgot? And I, I did not tell either of you this before the show because I wanted to get your, like, initial reaction off this. So we all know that there have been, you know, various individuals who have been sp- outspoken about this whole matter, right? One person who has weighed in on it is LeBron James, right? You guys remember that? He did it on, what was it? Uh, un- is, was it the, the barbershop show that he had? What's it called? Uh, the shop. The shop. It is a shop. Okay. So this is what he tweeted out when the news broke on Tuesday. It's a beautiful day for all college athletes going forward from this day on. Thank you guys for allowing me to bring more light to it. I'm so proud of the team at un- at Uninterrupted bringing focus on this and to everyone who has been fighting this fight. Not a victory, but a start. First of all, it, I think it is somewhat of a victory. But second, LeBron making this about himself. Oh, really? <laughs> Did he? That, I would say so. I, I never thought he... I always think he, you know, he's about others. I didn't think he was about himself. He's the most selfless individual there is on the planet. Oh, you didn't know that? No. He does do a lot of good Shocker. things. Shocker. He tried to put his name out there. I figured Tyler would get more annoyed with that than anybody. I, I should, but... Hey, LeBron, I, how you doing after it, Kawhi gave you a nice L? It's so predictable. <laughs> it's so predictable. Did you see that thing with him and Anthony Davis and his hair? That was uncomfortable. No, I didn't. I, I honestly don't watch anything that has to do with LeBron. Oh, okay, good to know. That's why you don't watch Nick Wright at all. Do you have your shout-out prepared for this week? Do I have my shout-out? Yes. See, the only the only thing that stinks is that I want to give out my shout-out to the, the same people I did last week just because that's, that's I know it's lame, but— I was going to say lame. My mom and dad, shout-out to them. We ran 26.2 miles in some crazy rain and wind. And Sounds we, like we ended up raising fourteen. I think it's at fourteen thousand six hundred dollars to the American Cancer Society. So that's pretty awesome. That is outstanding. So, well done. Thanks. We will talk to you guys again next week. What it do, baby? Yeah, yo, what do you know? I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just wanna be alright with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Hey, I got no resolutions. I'm just hoping for some- This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.